If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Boy, you look weird. I know. I don't recognize you. I told you I was a good change artist. You are, I guess I must be too. Yeah. Which one are you? That's what I was going to ask you. Well, I think I'm the lady in the picture. Oh, then I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm the good looking one. The handsome man. You saying I'm not good looking? No, I think you're pretty. I think I'm great. I think so too, but. So, um, so maybe, um, I don't know. What do you think? I think we're lying to people. Okay. <laughs> we are not on camera today. No, our guests are. Our guests are on camera. And we, we are very, very thankful for Grangeville Christian Church allowing us to broadcast from here again. So we better let them know which one's which. Okay. Well, I'm Myrna. And I'm Annette. Okay. So if you hear a scratchy voice, that's Annette. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our guests today are Ray and Ellen. And they are here, they are graciously here, I should say, um, to share their story with us, how they met, how they re-met, <laughs> and what their life is um, today. And so, without further ado... Everybody needs to get Kleenex. Kleenex. We have a heartfelt story. Yes, it is. And we, and I, I, again, I just so appreciate them allowing us to invade their privacy today. Um, once we get into the story, you'll understand that. If you read the episode description, you know that, um, that, that we're headed down the cancer journey. And, and um, they're going to be sharing that as we go along. So anyway, Ray and Ellen. So can you just say hi to everybody? Hello. Hello. All right. There we go. Y'all can probably figure out which one's which, right? <laughs> okay. So. You guys first met because you were born in Ray. You were born in 1952, August 1st. Okay, but at in California? Nope. In Oregon. Coos Bay, Oregon. Coos Bay, Oregon. There was something in the news about Coos Bay. And you were born where, Alan? California. California. Daverville. Okay. So you notice she didn't give her age away. Hmm. <laughs> Women never take Ellen our age away. Ellen, that's because you're as young as you feel, no, aren't you? That's true. You're not going to tell them how you feel today, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> I feel tell my girl you're 100. That's right. <laughs> and I met somebody yesterday that was actually 100 years old. Yeah, I'm going to try to get her on the show. She's a lady that's 102 years old today. Yeah. Wow. She's sweet. She's great. So you were born in Oregon. You were born in California. So where did your paths cross? Tongue Point Job Corps Center, uh, Astoria, Oregon. So how'd you get from California to Oregon, Ellen? We moved to Idaho. Okay. I 17. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went to, to Oregon. Okay. So you just went to Oregon and did what? I joined the Job Corps. Oh, okay. That's where you had to, that's where you went to join it. Okay. Yes. Okay, because I know now that there's several places here in Oregon. I got a question. In Idaho. I got a question. What made you decide to join Job Corps? I don't know, really. Really? It was a good thing to do? Did you oh, yeah. enjoy it? Oh, yeah. You did? Well, that's all that counts. Yeah. <laughs> so, you were, Ray, you were. You went in for what? Training? Interior, exterior painting, painting. in houses. Okay. That's hard work. It is. My husband's painting right now as we speak, our house. Yeah, I got to go up on the scaffold. That was so awesome. I enjoyed it. And you went in for training for what, Ellen? Clerk typist. Clerk typist. Okay. So I can't type. It's a big job. That is. Yeah. Have to have fast fingers. And a smart brain. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always have to look at the keys. Did they teach you to not look at the keys? Yeah. Yeah. I have to look at the keys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just have to do that. Everyone's And me? I type like this. Yes, she does. But I get it done. She gets it done. Hunt and pack method. That's right. <laughs> hunt and pack. Yeah. You're right. And I have to hunt. 
it's like we change the keyboard on her every once in a while, right? Yeah. Then I say, where did the numbers go? Where did the letters go? <laughs> so you guys met in, in, where did you meet in at the Job Corps? Uh, my, the Job Corps Center I was at was uh, Angel Job Corps at Walport. And I was graduating out of Wait a there. minute. Wait a minute, Ray. You are no angel. <laughs> I didn't say I was an angel. I what was are you doing? At angels. So what are you doing joining an angel job corps? <laughs> a little devil like me has got to do something. Right. <laughs> temptation is temptation, isn't it, Ellen? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I was graduating out of there, and uh, our job corps center uh, officials set up with her job corps officials a big dinner and dance set for that for our graduating uh, uh, commencements. And uh, we, in Job Corps, you were just like military. You were mm-hmm. regular military uniforms. And I do believe that's what you fell in love with because I was wearing captain's bars. <laughs> okay, you better speak on that one. Did you fall in with this uniform? No. If you, if you did, you would have married it and took it home, wouldn't you? Right, that's right. Had nothing to do with his uniform. That's right. Uh, I was sitting at a table with some of my guys, uh, the guys I went up there with, and next thing I know, I feel a finger digging in my shoulder. <laughs> I turned around, and looked, and there she stood, and she asked me if I wanted to dance, and I said, "Sure, I'll dance." Did he feel? Kid hooked? sitting next. Mm-hmm. Kid sitting next to me said, "Hey, I'll do that." I said, "I just stood up and I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, keep your seat.'" <laughs> So what was the song that you danced to? No clue. I, could, I couldn't remember. I don't remember. Okay. I do know it was um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I do know that, but I can't remember the okay. name of the song. Okay, well, that, that's good enough. Good enough. You still remember a lot because we've heard story after story from you guys. remember too much. No, you remember good <laughs> stuff. So you good. So this, was that the only dance you danced? I mean, song oh, that no. you danced to? no. Actually, so we tried uh, <laughs> to dance. There were so many on the dance floor, pretty much all you could do is vibrate. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is that how you recall it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could picture you we went outside. There. You went outside? Mm. Yeah, we went out on the uh, patio. Could you see him out there? <laughs> so... Actually, I was contemplating. I, t- I told her, I, I asked her to marry me right then and there. Yeah. And really? She said yes. Oh, yeah. So why didn't you guys get married then? Uh, actually, we was thinking about uh, ditching the whole bunch of them and taking off and getting married. Uh, but uh, a couple of the kids out there overheard us and they ratted on us. And the officials made us come in. They figured you were too young. Teenagers shouldn't get married. Oh, you weren't teenagers then, were you? I was 17. Oh, you were a teenager. How old were yeah. you? 21. So they put you in curfew, huh? <laughs> so you guys really were I'm just... five gonna, years older than her. You, well, you old man, you robbed the cradle, huh? <laughs> so... I just can't figure out which one. <laughs> well, so wait a minute. So seriously, you had one dance and you decided to go get married? Yeah. So when they got married, you know what their wedding song was? Rock goodbye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that's later. Okay. So No, actually it would have been Creedence clear Clearwater Bad Moon on the Rise. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you didn't but but you didn't get married that night. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. So what happened? Oh, we went I went we went back to our job course center and her and I wrote back and forth to each other. Pretty much for six months and until I lost contact with her. How'd you guys, Ellen, how'd you guys lose contact? I moved back to Grangeville. Oh, you made, moved back here to Grangeville and that yes. was it, huh? Yeah. So, that, okay. And I didn't know where she went. You have a picture, I think, of her. Because you, you brought it in this morning. Yeah. You might try to show that. I don't know for sure how that's going to come out, but yeah, there she is. And that was when you were in that's Job Corps. when she was in Job Corps. Okay. And Ellen, where, where was that picture taken? Do you know? I started in Oregon. In Oregon? Okay. Wow. I think it was in your barracks, wasn't it? Yes. Oh. Well, that was in the, the group leader's bear room. Okay. She's a neat lady. 
Wow. So it was love at first sight. Yes. And then out of love without any sight. Because you moved to Grangeville and you moved who, who knows where. Where did you go, Ray? Uh, I went down to California. Oh, you went back to California. Okay. Bakersfield, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then. And yes, I did walk the streets of Bakersfield. Okay. Just like Buck Owens says in the song. All right. I'm glad you explained that because I'm not a country music <laughs> connoisseur. I like I country didn't. music, but certain ones. I have so, heard that song, though. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so you moved to California. You started your life with someone else. Mm-hmm. You moved here to Grangeville, and you started your life with somebody else. I met him in Reno, Nevada. Oh, you met him in Reno. Okay. Yes. That was a gamble. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> so you did. You went the Reno way. You went the Bakersfield way, and then thirty. That years. could be a song. I left Reno for California. Okay. Well, or I left Bakersfield for California. I don't know. You can write it later. Okay, I was gonna write one about them. Okay, put it in their little book. Okay. Well, you do that, but not right now. No, it'd be more like the Hank Snow song, I've Been Everywhere, Man. I heard that one. I heard that one. Now I'm going to sing it. Follow me. Now I'm going to sing it the rest of the day. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. It's it's in there, and it's it's a real one. I know. I'll write him a poem. Yeah. Yeah, write him a poem. I can write a good poem. All right. So, 30 years later, Ray, you moved to Grange, you came to Grangeville. I came from, I I left California. And from Bakersfield, I left California then because my folks were getting up in their later years and they needed help and I was out of work. And I said, well, give me five minutes to pack my bags and I'll be in New Meadows, Idaho Mm -hmm. before the day's out. That takes longer to drive than a day, doesn't it? 1,200 miles. Wow. Okay, you was in the services. If you're driving 65, yeah, but I was only doing like 80. Oh, okay. But you was in the services somewhere in between there. <laughs> huh? You were in the services when you somewhere in between there. Oh, yes. I was in the military. Okay. Well, right after well, I got out of job corps, I went in the military. Okay. That was in between her, in right? Between her and Remington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want to we wanna show his military stuff. Okay. Because yeah. that's an important her. part of your life, isn't it? By the way, that. Is my graduation picture there, and I looked exactly like that in Job Corps. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll show that in a minute, but we want to show your yeah, military not. thing. Six years, six years in the U.S. Cavalry. Vietnam mm-hmm. from 1961 to 1975. And what was your pins? Pardon? What is your pins? The medals. Oh, I, I got my uh, U.S. Emblem up there, plus my cross sabers for the Seventh Cavalry, and also the other one there is ballistics. Okay, I think that's pretty cool for him to still have that and keep it. He had his uniform, but, but it, it got destroyed. It got destroyed. We he would like to wear it on the show, but because you were still fit in your uniform, I could yes. Oh wow, okay. If I had it, yeah. All right, we're trying. Get them back in. Race heads cut off. No. Okay. All right. We're, we are adjusting the camera. Okay. So you went to Vietnam. You came back. And then your parents were ill. You went to New Meadows to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And then from New Meadows, you from moved. From there, I moved to Grangeville. Uh huh. And I was, I moved to Grangeville and I was living on B Street. And unbeknownst to me, Ellen was living on A Street. Here in Grangeville? Yeah, oh, in yeah. Grangeville. Really? Oh, yeah. And then uh, somewhere there, she moved to Cottonwood. And I, I had moved out of Grangeville out here to Country Court Trailer Park, and I didn't care for it there. So I drifted out to Cottonwood for some reason, and I don't know why. And I seen a for rent sign, and it said inquire at Haney Hardware. And I seen Don Clark, and I was talking to him about his for rent sign, and he said, yeah, it's just around the corner. 
And we went to the apartment, and I looked at it, and I said, I'll take it. Right. Was you living there? And when not you... know, unknowing to me, Ellen was living downstairs. Yeah. Was you living in that apartment when you come work for us? Yes, I was. Okay, that's what I was wondering. So, that's how we got to know you. So, Alan, you, how'd you end up in Grangeville? I mean, uh, in Cottonwood. Cottonwood. I seen the ad in the paper. and Really? <laughs> that's Did funny. Did you move in after he moved down that apartment? She was there before yeah, I was. She was there first. I was there almost a year before he showed up. Oh, okay. Cool. So then, fate had its... Had it had you guys meet? Bad Penny always returns. <laughs> and we're assuming, Ellen, that he's the bad penny, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody agrees with that. Yeah. Ray. Ray. Ray, do you agree with he's that? He's not gonna he's not I'm nowhere the same. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us you have no sense? Huh? And you know what? Are you trying to tell us you have no sense? When we come back. It's all at home in the box. <laughs> when we come back, a little bit of Ray and Alan are going to share that unique moment when they met for 30 years later, when we come back from break. Yes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hey, we're back from break. It was a good break. We got to visit. We were on Facebook still so everybody could see us, but we got to visit with everybody in the room. But now we're back and we got to get serious again. But I wanted to talk to everybody out there and tell them that we are doing a fundraiser again because we need to get enough money to stay on the air. We're not asking for much. We do have links set up where you can go post your fund, your funds that you want to send us. But we want to tell everybody, send us a dollar, just a dollar. If everybody sends a dollar, we can get enough to... Stay on the air. So go on Facebook. Look for our fundraiser link. Not, not on, on there yet. Well, then speak up. So what you need to do is go to abadaddygirls.com. Oh. And go. that's our website. And then click on um, donation. And it'll give you an option what to give. Okay. Okay. But give us a dollar. We're not asking for much. And that would be easy. Right. I could even give a dollar. Mm-hmm. So give us a dollar. We're not asking for you guys to put yourselves out for us. Yeah. I will get around to it, though, on okay. Facebook. Okay. Okay. Haven't had the time. 
So anyways, so we're back and we can't hardly see Ray. So, um, so you guys met and then 30 years later, God brought you two back together. All right. So Alan, I want you to share that one. How did you guys come back together? Um, I was going to, the, I was working at Turn Point Job Corps Center and I got, I got up every morning eight o'clock and would caught the bus and you'd be out there. And he kept asking me to have coffee with him. Huh. So. Mm-hmm. He was working for Trico. That's what I said, Trico. Okay. And so. The job oh, so. Trico Incorporated. So you, he would ask <laughs> you for coffee, to have coffee with him? Yes. Okay. But you didn't know who he was, did you? Did you know who she was? No, she told me her name was Ellen. But you know, when you when you you knew somebody before, right. and you you hear so many names, exactly. Uh, it just it just didn't click. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she didn't look the same to mm-hmm. me and all that. And well, thirty just, years later, yeah. It, I mean, people change, right? Well, and I just didn't connect the two until. Until the people that were rooming with me upstairs to share the rent, uh, I took her boyfriend down to the store so he could get him a six-pack, a 12-pack. And when I got back, I went upstairs, and his girlfriend said to ask if that was me. And I said, yes. She said, well, get in here. Ellen wants to ask you a question. Well, when she said it, I'm like, wait, 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 hold, hold it, hold it. I knew, I knew an Ellen years ago. I tell you, no way this woman could be the same person. I went in the living room and she said, told me to sit down. I did. And Ellen asked me, she says, if she could ask me a question. And I said, sure. Go ahead, shoot. She says, were you ever in job corps? And I said, oh my God. <laughs> I said, I'll answer your question with a question. I said, please, tell me your middle name is not Marie. And, and she said, yes, it is. And I said, deja vu. Please. So you actually, Alan, you actually figured it out before Ray did. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. Through the years, I kept thinking about it, but as far as it went. Mm-hmm. Wow. And well, I never forgot about you, girl. It's- yeah, me either. That's pretty neat. And now you're you got married in what November? May uh, May May eighth, ten two thousand and ten. Okay. So you've had your ninth year anniversary. Yes, nine mm-hmm. years plus. Pastor Harold got married us mm-hmm. right out there, yep. in the, and we're we're the fellowship all uh-huh. is now. Right, because we were building the sanctuary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And I think we attended the wedding. I think we did. Ray too. was working with us. Okay, for yeah. us. That's pretty neat. Oh, wedding picture, wedding picture. Oh, wedding picture. Do we want to show a wedding picture? Oh, boy, do we ever. Well, your hair is a lot longer now. Wow. There you go. I'm, I'm leaning back like I'm doing something here. You got it? No, you got it. This is their wedding picture when they got married here in Grangeville Christian Church. Pretty cool. So why'd you cut off the the beard and everything? Huh? You cut off your beard and everything. Oh, I just got tired of it. Oh, okay. You know, look at Ellen's face. She looks so happy in that she picture. Does. Race, it looks like I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I got caught. No, it looks like I got in trouble again. <laughs> okay, so um, let's kind of start getting into what we... What the show is all what the about. show is about. Anybody need tissue before we start? <laughs> I think I'll need so, tissue. Anyway, we um we understand you know, there's you've been with um diagnosed with diabetes and you so you've had a lot of surgeries for that, um, Alan. And then in um just in July, no, February, in February of this year, you were diagnosed with lung cancer. Yes. Um Kind of tell us how how that came around on how you were diagnosed with that. I I had some pain in my throat. And it, I went to see the doctor and she said, uh, took a, a CAT scan mm-hmm. and they found a lump on my lung. Okay. So 
diagnosed with cancer. Okay. If I remember right, back when they first diagnosed you on that cancer, you, they told you they weren't sure it was cancer, and we'd prayed for you and everything, and then when you went back, they diagnosed it as cancer. Yes. And you were going to do you were going to do a surgeon or something, weren't you? And yes. And then that fell through. Yes. Okay, I'm not sure why it did. I had to do chemotherapy and radiation first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And okay. you did how much in chemotherapy and radiation? I did uh, three times three three times of the chemotherapy. I completed all the radiation. Mm-hmm. And then it they found out it spread, didn't they? Yes. So. Yes. Then you decided you weren't going to do no more. I weren't interested in chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can yeah. I can pretty much fill you in on that one. Um, I took her up there to see her doctor at um, Blood and Cancer Institute, Doctor Forsyth, and Doctor Forsyth herself told Ellen then to to further go further any further with it would be futile. That she was she was hospice at that time, and that was it when spread, it had spread from her lungs to her liver and her kidney. Okay. When they told you that, what did they? What hope did they give you guys? Six months. Six months, and that was when. Uh, that was in July. July, yeah. Okay, so July. Okay, and how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I. Myself, I, I have come to somewhat come to terms with it. It's not an easy I diagnosis. Still, uh, it's still. So I want to know what your initial, the initial impact. My initial impact is I don't want her to go. I don't want to lose her. Right. I understand that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with the day? Hmm? How are you going to deal with that day? When it comes to it, well, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and they all say, "Well, I'm already prepared for it and all this," but you're never prepared for it. You can't be. No, Alan there's no I, way you can be prepared for something like that. No, Alan and I have talked about some things, and she's got some fears, and you know, everybody would have. Um, there's ways to prepare yourself for it, though, and you have to work through that. Oh yeah. And you know that we're available to talk with you guys if you need it. Anytime you need us, we're here for you. Yeah. So, so Alan, what was your what was your initial thought when you when you found out in February that you had lung cancer? What was your initial shock? Shock. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of your fears? Um, the unknown. The unknown. Yeah. Not knowing what dying is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe dying in pain. Okay. Dying in the pain. And I want to assure you that pain can be taken care of. You don't have to die in pain. That would be my first fear, dying in pain. You're not going to be in pain, okay? Yeah. That can be taken care of. My mom died in my arms and she had no pain. I made sure of that. Yeah. And Ray has control for that. Yeah. And you can be pain-free. You can die peacefully and quietly. And I told you, if you want me there, I'll be there. Yeah. And you have, you're going to have hospice there. Oh, yeah. And everything can be peaceful with you. Are you afraid of dying, dying? Not dying really. Process? Good. You know where you're going. When oh, you yeah, I know where I'm going. So yeah. where are you going? I'm going to have to be with God. There you go. So ha- tell yeah. people that. Tell people yeah. How, because this is going over all in the world, all over the world. And people need, Ellen, you need, and people are ha- being diagnosed with cancer every day and getting that death sentence. Okay. Yeah. Tell them where you get well, your hope. Before she tells them that, you got to promise me something. You're going to drill a hole and pull me through. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You too. Yeah, but tell people where you get your hope. My hope is in God. Uh huh. How did you get it? I've always known about God. I, I, when I was younger, I always knew God. Did you? How did you know Him? I'm really not sure. It's just a feeling you have. Okay. Did you ever ask Him into your heart? Oh yeah. As your Lord and Savior. Oh yeah. He talked to you when you was a kid, right? Oh yeah. That's how you knew Him. 
Oh, yeah. You know that God says in the Bible that my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. You're his sheep. Yes. At night, when I was laying in bed at night, uh, being afraid, I talked to God. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I talked to him. What were you afraid of? The dark. Mm, okay. Things in the dark. Mm-hmm. Do you sleep with the light on? No. Well, I do, because I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> I cannot sleep in the in the dark. And I went in the hospital last week, right, because I was sick. Yeah. They come in, and they want to turn my light out, and I begged them not to turn my light out. Yeah. They were so sweet. They let me keep my light on and my TV on. Yeah. That was so cool. Right. But when I've been, I've been in other hospitals, they wouldn't let me leave my light on. So what would God do when you cry out to him and told him you were afraid of the dark? What would he do? He'd just calm me down. Mm. He takes away the dark, doesn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you die, there won't be no dark. No. Yeah. And he can come. Well, I've already been there him. once. Oh, really? What happened? Really? Um, when I, was at my, I was in bed sleeping. And I woke up. I thought I woke up. I rose above my body. I thought, is that my body? And then I went back to my body. And I thought, I better call my mother. And then I got up and walked in. I went to the end of the doorway. And there's a bright light in the living room. And all of a sudden, I was awake again in my body. Do you know what wow. God was doing? He was preparing you for this time. When, when was that? Like That was when I was, that was back in 1987. Really? Wow. God is telling you that he's going to be there with you. Yes. And he's always going to be there for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. He loves you very much. I know of a, of a person that was dying, and um, he was in a room in, at home, and there was a hallway. And he told a relative um, to watch out for all the people standing in the hallway. Because those were... He didn't people. want everybody to walk, knock, knock into him. Uh-huh. <laughs> And yeah. those were, you know, people to greet him into into heaven. And he died yeah. shortly after. I got to tell you something amazing about him. When he was dying, he was almost close to his deathbed. Their family had a little bit of problem with me because there were some lies told about me. And there was some issues and some blocks where they didn't want to talk to me or be around me. Yeah. He built a bridge in his dying day between the family and me really? because he told me how much he loved me and always did love me. It reminds me of something that happened to me just recently. What was that? I was taking a nap and Rebecca and Ray were there in the room, living room and I thought, I woke up and I said, where's my mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. just three days ago. Yeah, where's my mom at? <laughs> so I thought she was in the room with me. Mm. What'd they say? She's not here. Mm-hmm. How'd my you mom, feel? My mom passed away a long time ago. 1988. 1988. How did you feel about that? I don't know. I just, I wasn't awake yet. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Your mom may be with the Lord because she died and passed away. And God's telling you she's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Might have also been her mom telling her, don't worry, you're not alone. And she's not. Yeah. You'll never be alone. No. Jesus will always be with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have angels around you. Oh, yeah. And so, you're not going to die alone. And I got, I got to say I got to say that um, when I left New Meadows and came up to Grangeville and from Grangeville out to Country Court Sheriff, I got out to uh, Cottonwood. When I met her again. I didn't know about her diabetes or anything like that. And over the years, I just got to thinking that, you know, it was God's will. He wanted me there to take care of her. Yes, he, yep, yep. He gave you both a second chance. You know what, right? <laughs> yeah, he gave you did. a second chance. I think, we made one huge circle. Yes, you did. I think of you, <laughs> excuse me, I think of you as an amazing man. Because you love her, you've loved her for a long time, and she's dying. And you said something to me in your living room the other day when I was over at your house. You said that that she's dying now, and that you're going to give her anything she wants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's 
it's awesome to me that you would give her on her last days everything you can. Myrna. And I think that God should bless you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, because she needs you. I told her since, I told Ellen, since she's had this cancer, since it spread from her lung into her liver and kidneys, I told her, I, I told her, I said, I know you're diabetic. I know you got cancer. I know you're going to die. I know you're going to leave me. But I said, there is nothing that I will hold back from you. Whatever you want to eat, I don't care what it is. I don't care how sweet it is. If you want it, it's going to be yours. Mm-hmm. Because I said, what's it going to do, kill you? You're always even going there. Yeah. It was pretty- so I said, what the heck? I mean, you might as well enjoy your life, what's left of it. It was precious because Ray was sleeping on the couch in their house. Right. He didn't have a bed and he wanted a bed so he could sleep. I was saying, yeah. And we made that happen we made for it. him. God made that happen. He said, God supplies. So, Alan, when you, when you, when Ray said that to you, that he'll give you anything, yeah. how did that feel? Uh, kind of overwhelming. In what way? That he would feel so, so much for me. I, I didn't expect anybody to feel that way for me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He really loves you. Yes. And he's special. You know that. He is, yes. yes. So no one, you've never felt that anybody loved you the way that Ray has. No. Wow. That's pretty special. All right. Well, it's time for us to all blow our nose <laughs> and come back from break. And when we come back, we'll continue our talk. When we go to break? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we come back from break. We'll continue our talk. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Well, hello, everybody. We're back from break now, and we are sorry about our sappy moments, but it was a good sappy moment. That's right. Because everybody loves them, too, and they're good people. Well, Ray, we have our, we're on our last run of the show, and we want to know if there's anything you want to say to people that you want them to know about her and about your life and and a, as a caregiver thing, there's only one thing I would like to tell couples out there and singles as well 
cherish your life because it's too short as it is. That's right. That's right. That's Don't take day. one day for granted. Because if you do, you're going to regret that moment. Mm-hmm. I've taken my life for granted for so many years, and I wish I could take a lot of it back, but I can't. I understand that. It's kind of hard. A lot of things I've done in my life that I wish I had never done, but it's a, br- a water under the bridge. I good thing we've got back. a good God that forgives us, huh? I just live and hope that he has forgiven me for it. Mm-hmm. He has. If you've asked forgiveness, he says he throws our sins um, as far as the east is from the west. And but it's just like what I did overseas. What I've done over there, I'll carry a strange sense of guilt with me the rest of my life. But, Ray, you but can I get rid of that guilt. for the people here. Exactly. You can get rid of that guilt. Yeah. You, you did and it for I your see country. kids on the street and they say, well, I'll never do that. I'm not going to get shot at. I said, it's good enough for me to keep your diapered little rear end free, but you can't give me the same respect. Yeah. I said, turn from me. I don't want to see you. Yeah. This is what we want to say to you. Thank you. Yeah. Because you served for us. Yep. I've got the scars to prove it. That's right. Yes, you do. You've got the scars Outward inside as well as and inward. Out. Yeah. But we want to thank you because you served for us. And we, we wouldn't be free today if it wasn't for you and for people like you. And we want to thank all, all Army and Navy and all the veterans for what mm-hmm. they've done for us. That's right. And we appreciate that. Even and the ones like that died. Says, like it says on that there. Some gave all, all gave some. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and their families gave too, not just the soldiers, but the soldiers' families also gave. And we want to make sure that we have that recognition also because they definitely gave as um, part of the whole service as their family members served across the seas and in the airways. So do you have anything you want to say to anybody? I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, I know that Joan and Ray are good people. Alan? I mean, Alan and where I get Joan at? I don't know where you I got Joan. Here. I'm dying too. My, my brain is dying. Oh, that's. No. What do no. I do? Get remarried? I guess. Well, may someday, you know. <laughs> but I know that. Mom, you didn't tell me. I know that you two are good people mm-hmm. and that I am so grateful and I want to tell the world I'm so grateful that God put you guys in my life mm-hmm. blessed and, yeah I'm very blessed and when you guys come to church I'm really blessed yeah so but, are we and we guys come we come over to your house and I love the dinner we had together wasn't yeah. that fun oh yeah we had a good dinner together and we'll probably have something else planned well, Ray said he would make us chicken enchiladas oh That's yeah beef oh beef enchiladas sorry so we're going to schedule that before you die. Yes. We'll plan some things before you die. Because yeah. we got to have our times. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to write a poem about you two. All right. Okay? All right. Because I think you guys would love that. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I'll always love her. Well, we would expect you not to. Hey, right. Let, let's show an army picture of Ray when he was younger. This is a picture of Ray when he was on a horse. And I think he got bucked off and hit his head. I don't know, really. (laughs) You want to take that picture off and show his. See, he was a good looking guy. Oh, I think he still is. I forgot. I can't say was, huh? Oh, no, I heard that. She said was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of people. when we talk about death, I know that my my older kids back in Kansas would ask me, "Do I take do I take my children to a funeral?" And I said, "Do you take them to weddings?" Well, yeah, I take them to weddings. I says funerals are part of life, just like weddings are. Why wouldn't you take them to a funeral? Children need to know that death is part of life. They need to. You know, they may not. Uh, my first funeral, do you remember what I remember about my first funeral? I was, 
I went to my great grandma Rizabik's funeral. And the, I, the only thing I remember was I got stung by a bee in the church. I don't remember great grandma Rizabik, but I remember getting stung. I could take you to the church. But um, so, you know, but I still feel very strongly about children need to learn about death as much as we teach them about life mm -hmm. and that death is not a mystery. Jesus Christ died on the cross and ro rose again so that death is not a mystery. If you're a born again believer, we know exactly like Ellen said, she knows where she's going. She knows exactly where she's going. And, you know, and that reminds me um, when my dad was killed in a, in a car accident um, on Christmas day of 1989, I was in the chapel praying for my brother who was in, in having brain surgery and the chaplain came in and he said, I am so sorry for your loss. And I said, what loss? I know exactly where my daddy is. You know, he's not lost. I, knew, I mean, I knew what the chaplain was saying, but I knew exactly where my daddy was. He was in the arms of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what we have to look forward to. That's what, you know, Ellen may, may beat us there. I don't know. We may. You know, we may die today. My dad didn't plan on dying that day. You know, they didn't plan on that car accident. They, they mean, my brother and my dad, you know? Well, I had a very um, well-known person meant a lot to me. My dad mm -hmm. told me a long time ago, he said, that we are just travelers mm -hmm. and we're in this body but we're traveling down a trail a road whatever you want to call it while we're here on this planet but we're going home yep to a home we left to be in this body but That's we're right. going back to that home mm -hmm. Our body will die in this world as a physical body will do. But our spiritual body is gone. Before we ever take that last breath, it is already headed home. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Well, so we're actually on a journey. Well, as Alan said, it sticks around sometimes and looks at our physical body down on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that. I think that's neat. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, anything out of today, I am, you know, I am, I have so much respect for Alan, Alan, Alan and Ray to be here and to share this because it, it can't be easy to open yourselves up like this and to the world and, and talk about your death. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't know how hard it was for you. Um, and again, I appreciate the fact that you've done that. I don't know that. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of people tell me there's no such thing as God. Mm. But I, for one, am a clear picture of there is a God. Mm -hmm. Because I stacked, split and stacked nine cords of wood for Larry. Mm -hmm. And I did it with a fractured vertebrae in my back. It was split straight up and down. Mm -hmm. Now, don't tell me there is no God. Who was holding my back together mm -hmm. while I was doing all that? And I didn't even know it. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. All I knew is when I went home and seen her, I could hardly move. Mm -hmm. If you'd have come over and said, hey, Ray, I need you to come out. So I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. I got off that couch. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the doctor then? I went up here to um, uh, St. Mary's uh, Hospital. And the doctor that was there then, he's not there no more. Uh, he took and ha he said, uh, when he put his hand on my lower back, I got like to a cat on the ceiling. All four feet stuck in the ceiling. And he says, uh, I want a cask in. He called, right. me in the, called me in the next day and he said, you see this here? He said, 
that dark shadow? Because I don't know what it is, but I'm sending you to Lewiston to a neurosurgeon. I got up there to Lewiston and seen Dr. Solnek. And he said, I'm putting you in the hospital right now. <laughs> um, and that is a testimony that God can carry us through anything. Because you so, work hard. Yeah. So, Alan, any parting words to the world, to someone that's in your own, in your situation, what would you say, what to, would them? You say to them? Just have faith. Have faith. Faith in God? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do they get that faith? It's just something you have in your soul that you just know. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a relationship, isn't it? Yes. It's not a, oh, well, yeah, there's a God. It's a day-to-day relationship. Yes. Well, knowing You knowing that you're going to die, right? Yes. And go home to be with the Lord. Do you got anybody you want to say goodbye to? No. Okay. Because this is your chance. You're on Facebook. You're nationwide. Worldwide. The only thing I'd say goodbye to is be my children. Mm-hmm. Well, say goodbye to them now. On, on right, Facebook. My children. Tell them you love them. You'll see him in heaven. We've met one. He was pretty nice. So, again, we just thank you guys again, Ray and Alan, for being here and for opening yourselves up in this um, time. Um, We appreciate that. And we will have this as a legacy. You know, we will have this because it it is recorded. And um, I would just just like to say one more thing to all the people out there. Treat each day as if it's the last because That's it's right. very precious. That's right. You never know. You never know. All right. So we appreciate our listeners. Thank you very much. And next week we will have some people from um, who are survivors of domestic violence. We'll have a couple of guests sharing with us on that. So have a good week, guys. And we may have the numbers in next week, too. So we'll see. Thanks for listening. And love all of you guys. That's right. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.